I always start them. Why don't you start one? Hello, Neil. How are you this week? <laughs> that was so robotic. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? Well, I forgot to mention, actually, that um, I've got my own cat now. That's right. When did you get you know, a cat? I didn't. It just came, It decided my house is its house. Oh, it's cute. It is pretty cute, actually, but I've got to say yours is better. It's pretty gross and scraggly. I think it's an alley cat. It doesn't have a collar or anything. Well, mine was an alley cat, but then with some grooming and some love and love affection, and she became very... I've been a bit mean to her in self-isolation. I get bored, so I just chase her around the apartment sometimes. Yeah, give her some fucking exercise. Otherwise, yeah. they just sit there, I like, in the ball their entire it. life. They must. Yeah, I think she's put on a bit of weight as well, so I've cut down uh, on her food. How could she not, though? I mean, people in office jobs have a sedentary lifestyle. That's true. Yeah, this is the office job for a cat. <laughs> but w- what about you? So, do you know if it's male or female? Or No, I don't know anything. It just comes in, it meows, it leaves, and then it'll come back a few hours to meow to come back in. And that's what it is. My whole life is just opening a door for a cat now. I am a doorman. That's sweet. Yeah, I mean... Caring for a vulnerable animal. Does that give you a sense of warmth in your heart? Or are you just like, well, this would get me some mad puss, but I've got a girlfriend, so... (laughs) And she's like, yeah, cats are all right. And I have that same feeling. Okay. I think it it doesn't really... yeah, it does sort of give me a, a warm feeling in my heart, but it also has this kind of just this on-edge thing of I just always think that a cat is just going to bite me any second. So you're just tentatively patting this Aww. predator. It can sense that. <laughs> Do you think it does? I don't even think that cats care. They're very intuitive. Are they? I yeah. feel like dogs are intuitive. I think no, cats ca- are... From the books I read. What they say? Three. You had three books on it. They can, they can like, um, they can detect when you're sick. They can, they can sniff out like the. I don't know if it's the bacteria or not, but they can actually just sense when you're sick, when you're upset. They can sense those things. So if you're wary of it, I assume it can sense that. I mean, even a Touché. human would be able to sense if you're wary of them or not. <laughs> even a human. <laughs> it is really sad. As that far there's... removed as we are from yeah. our. Uh, Animal roots. I do think that as well. Like, they, look, if they can sense ghosts, they can sense if you're pissed off. Um, I think, yeah, like my uncle actually, when he had a heart attack, the cat was meowing and touching the uncle's heart a lot. And they're like, what are you doing? Go away. And then, you know, two hours later, he went, true story. Did he, did he um, die? No. Otherwise, I wouldn't... Dude, imagine if the end of that story was... Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, wow. How's it fine going? So what you're saying is <laughs> the, the cat caused the heart attack by weaving no, I'm not its saying, magical no, powers. Okay, well, you know, what, you know what else? I wouldn't even put it past cats to do that. That's the other thing that scares me about them. That's why I like your cat, especially. I've got to say, mine is a nice cat as well. But there's a lot of cats that are just straight yeah. up cunts. Yeah, there are a lot of evil cats out there. There is. Yeah. Yours is a rare exception. It's weird how friendly mine is. It's honestly strange. Apparently, I think I did. I mention this in a previous podcast. I don't know, but I'll say it again. Um, so she was a stray, and yeah. she had kittens really young. And the, the vets were saying that I think her kittens uh, died early, but as a result, she took care of some other kittens as though they were her own. 
Really? Yeah, so she virtually adopted some kittens and just sort of took care of them. What happened to them? They're dead her, now. Her, well, I don't know. They, I don't know. They didn't tell you the end of that story. That's something bad happened to them kittens. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. But it's, I just it's, assume it's on it her like end, though, it's sweet. Childbirth in the 1800s or whatever, a lot of them just died. Yeah, well, I that's, assume that's what it is. I imagine it'd be worse in the 1800s. <laughs> Probably, because yeah. the, the cats don't have hospitals. You know what's sad? No. They do. That's how dominant human beings are. They can make hospitals wow. for specific for animals. The animals they we like. like. But uh, <sighs> yeah, that's that's very nice of that cat to do that. I I do like that about mammals. Mammals, you know, like cheetahs and stuff like that, will just pick up monkeys and baboons and chimpanzees or anything that's a baby if really? they kill the the mother or whatever. Yeah, and then and they'll just ki- raise the. Really. Yeah. But then again, they did kill the parents, so how altruistic is that? Cheated got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your daddy, dumb but altruism. Your daddy now. <laughs> That's not what happens. They do it to humans. Some things do really? anyway, like wolves and... That's kind of nice, I guess. Mm. At least they don't kill the baby. Mm. It's no, somewhat some... uh, dignified in a, in a way. It's like, you know, I will face the grown adult and we will fight to the death. In a fair fine. But the baby, no, I'll take care of the baby. That is gentry as fuck. That's some like, um, sh- middle ages, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like code of the knights. Yeah. Kind of thing. I guess wow. it is just based off that then. <laughs> Back go. when we were like Rimapithecus. That would be really cool if that's the, they could prove that that's the offset. But we'll just assume, like we do on this podcast, that that is the case. <laughs> that is like a lot of just it. assuming a lot of things. Without yeah, yeah, I guess so. Scope of limited knowledge. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I know it was just going to call like clutching at straws or something, but yeah. What about? Yeah, I can't think of a better answer. The podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. And I'm sure every every episode there'll be people who are experts on the topics we talk about, mm. just banging their head against the wall. <laughs> And that makes me happy too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really proud of that. Well, happy to be of service to you, by the way, to those that we piss off. Start your own podcast rather than criticize us. Yeah, not so easy, is it, to talk? Can't believe this is a job. Anyway. It's such a thing. With any video where anyone criticizes that, I'm just like, just do it yourself. Then, if you don't like the way I did it, do one yourself. There's nothing stopping people from making podcasts and videos. If you have an iPhone, you can do it. You know what's amazing? Sometimes when you say that to people, it's the classic response because there really isn't a response to it. But every now and then when I answer that, the person says, yeah, but I'm shit, so I can't. Well, if you're shit, then what makes you think your opinion's not shit? Yeah. Anyway. Checkmate. Yeah, it's, Why would it's I definitely trust the opinion of a, of a I, shit cat. Why would you? As somebody who is a self-determined shit cunt too. Yeah. I actually, mean, that's, there's, there's something going on there. My friend Shane Hunter has a really good joke about that. He says, um, he says like, oh, I kept talking to myself, telling myself that I'm a dickhead. But then I was like, hang on. Why would I trust the opinion of a dickhead? So then I realised <laughs> I'm not a dickhead. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was, it's a, it goes when he says it's funny, obviously. But like, well, it made goes, me laugh. He goes into more depth with it. It's really, he's a really good comedian. Look up uh, Shane Hunter. Um, but Shane is spelled S H A Y N E. Ooh, yeah, very, no, very, very clever. Very, very good comedian. Is he famous? No. Hmm. Well, not yet. Maybe in the future, mate. That was really smug. Wow. <laughs> Damn. No, I'll check him out. Like I look, the one joke that you told of my of his landed, and it is amazing to think that in the nineties that could have just perpetuated you to stardom, having one good gag in your entire career. You just would yeah. have had to repeat that on the footy show on Hey Hey it's Saturday and you're Peter Hellier. <laughs> and in times come, people will look back at this era and say, Oh, all it took was one viral video. Which for a lot of people it did. Now? Can you do it now? Or has the algorithm changed too much? Um, you can have a viral video and then probably uh, get, uh, like gain an audience from that. It's not as... It's not as uh, pronounced as it was a few years ago. But I think it's still possible. The other thing that's a massive disadvantage as well is there's so much content now that if you had a viral video in the past five years ago or six years ago or whatever... Everyone would see it. Everyone would see it and there would be nowhere else for them to be like, oh, well, what, what else is there on the net? No. It just wasn't. Yeah, you're right. And that was yeah, it. Now... You had access to the whole thing, but... Yeah. Gone are the days, eh? Hmm. Mm. And that's why Neil did the smart thing and moved to TikTok where you can do that shit. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. I look at YouTube and um and Facebook. I look at the Facebook newsfeed and the video player they've got it's just all it's mostly corporate content there's mm. ads it's mm. just mm. a lot of boomers not that that's necessarily a bad thing but like no but for the, the most part it is yeah um and then on youtube my um i haven't discovered any new channels because all the recommended videos are just if i'm watching uh political channels it's all cnn Political. abc channel nine or if I'm watching comedy channels, it's all the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, this, that, all this corporate stuff. So I don't discover any new um, content or channels. And there's not, you know, the Discover the homepage on YouTube used to have the videos that were going viral, that were performing well from independent creators. It's all, well, it's all the America. It's not even the Australian ones. It's all CNN, MSNBC, Tonight Show. Um, well, they're all the Tonight Show. They're just the Tonight Show and then with a different person. The Daily Show, those ones. Yeah, it's because they can pay to put their content at the front. Yeah, they, they must have a, deals with YouTube. They did a big, yeah, there was a big, it was last year or the year before, but even um, my subscribers and everything is really plateaued. Um, the only way that you can compete is to be extremely consistent. Yeah, I know, yeah. But that's why I'm just really enjoying Living TikTok, TikTok, right? Because it's a... As a result, because I'm uh, growing so exponentially on TikTok, there is a flow-on effect of an increase in followers on my Instagram and my uh, YouTube. That's cool. It's minor, but <laughs> it's <something>. growth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the best strategy for me to grow YouTube right now is to just Do continually TikTok. grow TikTok. Mad, mad. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I, look, I can't see anything wrong. You, you've always known about that kind of shit, though. You've always been very good with seeing where like the, the trends are going. So and I just I enjoy it. That. 
that's the that's the other thing. Like I genuinely just enjoy TikTok's a fun TikToks. medium. They're fun. It is fun. And I do like the fact that there's no such thing as a bad TikTok because every TikTok's bad. Yeah, it doesn't feel like work. No. No, and it also feels no, it like is. it feels like the game of TikTok is to make the shittest TikTok. Like everything I that I see that goes some, viral. They gotta be tug in cheek, but they're still I think still gotta be half decent. Really? You gotta, you gotta put a little bit you gotta at Dude, least the have biggest a good TikTok, idea. I think one of the TikTok things that I did got like a hundred thousand views, right? And it was just me walking in a mall and I said, I shit my pants. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean... fair, but that's like your style, so that's like a parody TikTok. It's like a parody of, it's like a satire of TikTok. But isn't that the whole thing, right? Like everything that I've ever seen that's mega viral on TikTok, they cater your, just... the for you page very uh, to the individual okay. really well. Yeah, that's true. So I was looking at my friend's for you page compared to mine, completely different. Mm. So mine's all comedy videos and a lot of dark comedy as well. So that's what I love. It's, no one's uh, bound by any sort of political correctness. Gen Z are really dark with their comedy, and mm. I love it. Mm. And then there's like a few thirst traps that I get on my For You page, obviously. Thirst traps. Have you heard that term? No, I have heard that term, but like I didn't so know that like that was like a thing dancing. on TikTok. Well, that was like your Instagram thing. So TikTok is really just a, a jailbait Medium, is so, it? Yeah. Is that my... <laughs> yeah. My All right. So I was just... Yeah. I, I can... I fully understand what... Because t- actually, I remember watching like one of Isaac Butterfield's videos and she was just like, what the fuck? How old are you anyway? Like, it just seems like that yeah. kind of a medium. It is. Because <laughs> like, dude, every, like the average person's age on TikTok would be like 15, right? Yeah. And there's people there that are younger than that. And but then again, YouTube like that, when YouTube started, that's that was the same thing. What's the average age now? I'd still imagine it'd be like it'd still be very young. Shit. Yeah, but like the channels Minecraft. that started ten years ago, might they might the uh, audience might have aged with them. But the thing is that 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 I the, the difference in this just this small gap in generation from the teenagers when I was a teenager ten years ago versus the teenagers now is that. When I was in high school, it was only me in my high school that thought, even considered the idea of like picking up a camera and making a video and putting it on the internet. No one else would have done something like that. Whereas now, every teenager is making, even if they're just like casual TikTok makers, everyone makes them. And it's their dream as well. Could be too, yeah. Whereas in our generation, yeah, it really was just us. In our entire generation, <laughs> that mm. really like it was like you, me, no Frenchie. It. it was like six people. Yeah, you're you're competing with everyone now. Holy shit! Yeah, suck shit, Gen Z. Big cultural change there for yeah. sure. You can have your fucking that mumble rap people. and your TikToks, all right? <laughs> because we just we invented the game, and you remember that. Yeah, how did <laughs> yeah, you find Gen we Z? We invented YouTube. Uh, first of all, I'm always confused. When does Gen Z actually start? I've heard conflicting uh, points about this. I've heard that it starts from 1998, but then some people say 2002. So when does it actually start? I think it's... Because otherwise millennials, 1984 to 1998, that's not long enough. I think it should be 2002. No, yeah, you're right. It has to be, it has to be post-millennium. 
Because they shifted yeah. it around anyway. They said, I think that millennials should be called Gen Z and we should just be called Gen Y and that's it. None of this millennial shit. What's the point of calling us millennials? Well, We're all born in the we 90s. We are. We can be Gen Y or millennial. Oh, is that the deal? So it just encompasses both. Yeah. I hate how we these generations are so fluctuating. Huh? Uh, we came of age in the new millennium. I'm pretty sure that's where the term millennial comes from. Well, not good enough. It should, it should be born, obviously. What are you going to do after Gen Z? You didn't think about that, did you? And it's weird now that it kind of just goes like Gen X, millennial, Gen Z. No one says Gen Y anymore. What's the deal? But seriously, what is the deal? <laughs> It's a good point, man. I don't, I don't know. Um, I always thought millennials were like late Gen Y, the ones that were born in the '90s, versus the millennials born in the '80s wouldn't be called. Millennials, millennials. born in the '80s. Some, yeah, it's '84 to um, mm. 2002, I think. Right. So yeah, some millennials are. Um, the oldest millennial would be if they were born in '84, 36. 36. Jesus. In four years, millennials will be 40. It's really scary thinking about that, isn't it? Just like 40-year-olds being like, remember Pokemon? Although I've even heard some reports that millennials starts at 1980. But I don't... So that means they are different. People 40. can sort of just... There's like a vague timeline. There's that five-year gap every Yeah, any time between 1980 to 1984 is the start. And any time from 1998 to 2002 is the end. And it goes to Gen Z. And you know what? I will freely admit this. I do legitimately think this about you guys. I think Gen Z, people that are basically finishing high school now, I think they're just a better generation. I agree. I like them more. 100%. And I hate our generation. We are little shits. Yeah. And I think that yeah. even, you know, boomers the, the classic thing boomers. Yeah. So yes. What do you expect? What do you expect? Because they were just entitled hippies raising entitled hipsters. So, like, just all of the nice aspects of hippies out the door and replaced with commercialism. Mad. But I think that the worst one was Gen X. Gen X is the scum of the earth. Really? Yeah. I think they're pretty... I think... They're just corporates. They are the people... Yeah, because they came of age in the 80s. No, wouldn't that be more boomers? Because they were all, like, in their... 20s and 30s and the 80s with all the greed is good. Yes, thing. but they understand because they kind of had that 60s and 70s vibe that corporations are bad. And they'd oh. just be kind of like, I'm a sellout, you know? Right. So I think Gen that'd X be the general thing. That, no. Think? Gen X don't have that at all. Gen X just Gen like Z corporations. Gen Z probably won't have that then because Gen X are their parents. No, but that's the thing that I like about Gen Z. They're, they're sick. They're, they're like not SJWs. And that's the thing as well. Mm. Dude, Gen that's X the best thing is about the them. worst. They're they... corporate SJWs. What a shit combo. Yeah, but millennials <laughs> are also corporate, but they put on the facade that they're not corporate. But exactly. When you get to a certain age, you, you become corporate. Yeah, but that's it's, it's infuriating about Gen Y. But I think that the thing is with Gen X... I think that they just don't... They're so brainwashed by the time that they grew up in that they don't even know that they're corporates. It's like fish swimming in water. Do they know what water is? I think that about Gen X because they just have this worldview right. that's just so dated and weird now, you know? Like, like all those comedians that are always just being like, yeah, so the flag, am I right? Why is it the Aboriginal flag already? Why does it have the British flag in that's it? But at the same time, I work for mil- Triple M. Aren't those millennials saying huh? that sort of thing? 
Yeah, but they have this thing as well of just being like, Bernie Sanders is mad. What, what, who do you work for again? Uh, AMP, you know, like it's it's like they at least kind of understand that there's... A, I think what happened is that for some reason, Gen X got really SJW. It was just like an offshoot of corporatism. I think with Gen Y, it's kind of like there was this... We had to burden that battle. I think that battle happened in our generation. And then I think Gen Z was just like, yeah, those guys are right. This is bullshit. I think that's what sort of happened with us. But I think with Gen X, it's just... Have you ever met a Gen X that is kind of just like, you know, bloody... You know, political correctness has gone mad. They're all... If they're like that, they're really fucking rural. They're, they're bogans. But you get that in every generation. You get that more in the older generations, but you get those what? sorts of... The, the political correctness has gone mad mentality. Mm. You get that in every generation, don't you? Yeah. But like... You get it more in... With, with the uh, the go-getters, the movers and shakers of that generation, the, the the attitude of the people that we looked up to when we started out in comedy... Yeah. ...is vastly different to our attitude. I think that it's okay. ch- like completely changed, right? Like, okay, your Charlie Pickerings and your Will Anderson sort of have this idea of just being like, mm, politics, am I right? Like, mm, I voted for Howard a couple of times. I'm a bit of a swing voter. Like, they, they've got that kind of attitude there, which basically just means that they're just commercial. And then um, when it came to us, I think that, like, in general, there's exceptions. Obviously, there's exceptions with every generation, but it's just reflective in the votes in the US, right? In general, we understand that the principles that Bernie Sanders is representing are mad. And we also, I think, in general... But don't you think that when they were younger, they would have um, been more towards those principles and as they grow old, grew... Well, why older, don't they have them now? Because it's just a product of their environment. They've been in... Um, probably been working in a corporation for a long time or they you know they they uh their cost of living has increased because they've got a family so they just want more money they're less <laughs> idealistic and radical that's how it happens with every generation though when they're in uni and they're like late teens and in their 20s that's when they're the most radical usually yeah but what was their then- radicalism that's the difference right because gen x they grew up in the Howard era, right? Which was just like, again, like why John Howard really sucked. Go see my stand-up show about it. It's nothing to do with him, but it was just the global conditions at the time sure. were such that you could have like a really easy glide through life. Well, yeah, you could have like an easy glide through life. And so I think that they, like their art at their time was like grunge metal. It was like Nine Inch Nails and that kind of shit and Smashing Pumpkins and, and like that was their edginess right Uh, yeah is there anything really in that except for like self-involved shit like really smashing pumpkins and stuff like feel like killing myself that's the message they were sent i don't know a lot about um (laughs) 80s and 90s pop culture to be honest i don't know too much about it either but madonna there was madonna that was that would have been more for boomers right because she was um because the gen x's would have been like kids then but I don't know if McDonald was somewhat rebellious, I guess, because she dressed sluttily, I guess. But, you know, rebelliousness for the boomer generation was Jimi Hendrix, Rolling Stones. It was a lot of, you know, like, free love men, fuck Vietnam, that kind of stuff. That never happened with Gen X. 
I really don't think their rebelliousness was very self-involved. Well, a lot of the rebelliousness of the boomers was uh, it was a cultural rebellion as much as uh, economic as well. So then there was no need for a cultural rebellion with Gen X because the boomers already did that. Hmm. It wasn't the, the same cultural pressures that existed pre-1960s in the 80s and 90s and 70s and it was all partying and you could fuck whoever you wanted and whatever and there was still uh attitudes towards gays and things was pretty different but i guess that's the other reason that they have like that real sjw vibe about them is just that maybe the glass ceiling was prevalent back then or like maybe and they probably were they're probably a bit you know how when um guys who know they have done something creepy with women in the past are like the most vocal male feminists. I think that's why Gen X became the most vocal SJWs because they probably knew when they were kids and teenagers they did things that definitely today's... Crossed the line. Yeah, today's (laughs) day and age would have been seriously eyebrow-raising. So they're overcompensating. True. Because if you if you're if you're comfortable with the things you've said in the past and the views you've held, you're not scared to make a a joke that relies on a racial stereotype. Mm. Because you know that you've never said or you're done anything like, and you know that you, there's no harm w- with the intention. Um, but I think if you're if you feel guilty about the way you thought or some of the values that you held in the past. And you've then come to the realization about how wrong they were, then you're more likely to overcompensate and become uh, very careful about what Damn. you say. Do, do you think there's any truth in that? I yes, I do think there is truth in that. There's just a lot about Gen X that is insincere. They were a very cool. dishonest generation i think anyway because them being edgy in their comedy and stuff like that i'm just again going to just take it back to comedy in in their comedy their edgy comedy we look at and we're like ooh, they made a dick joke there's nothing fucking edgy about it yeah it's it's just annoying it's unctuous and preachy and preachy about the wrong things the edgy comedians came before them and and broke those barriers so then there was no more edginess for them to yeah like you george carlin exactly yeah so like he he was the one he would have been greatest the generation before boomers but like yeah exactly but when he came out and said like cunchy cock motherfucker tits or whatever his big yeah big thing is right seven bad words seven bad words yeah that was edgy back then. But when you're saying it on Good News Week and they're just bleeping out cock and you can hear cock anyway and you're just another comedian uh-huh. on a line of 12 people all saying cock. Yeah. It's a very factory line thing. I just think that the values the values that Gen X represented as a general generation were abhorrent. They really were the most detestable ones. I think the thing was, like, when it comes to Gen Y, there was a bit of residue that came onto that with the corporate preachiness that happened in the, that SJW thing. But I think that that's just died out mostly. Like, that's that war's been won. Um, and, but I think pretty, that, like, it's still around. It's not as still pronounced around. as it was. It always will be. Yeah. But I think that there was a point in society where that was 
more or less the norm, maybe not even the norm opinion. Like I, mm. I, I always think that, you know, 80, 70% of people did not agree with that. Probably more, maybe 90%. But yeah. they didn't hold positions of uh, prevalence in society. Sure. But I think that after a while that, you know, you had your Milo Yiannopoulos and stuff that just came in and were just like, fuck you, I guess. And then that Something had to give. Died. Yeah. Something had to you give. You needed someone like Milo to come in and... You needed that vent. Which is exactly why he's gone now, I think, is because it was kind of just like, what else have you got? And he's like, nothing. There's not really a need for him anymore. (laughs) A lot of those guys, um, there isn't that big um, anti-PC figure that's also, uh, that also sort of dabbles in a bit of pop culture as well. Like Milo, even even Jordan Peterson is not as um, relevant as he was even last year. And that's no, because that also he's going through stuff, like a lot of personal issues. No, but also the uh, public opinion turned on him a lot. And that's where I think... Did it? When? Internet opinion. Maybe not public opinion, but internet opinion. Oh, was that with the Sam Dude, Harris every stuff? time I always just reference Jordan Peterson on my self-help channel, everyone's just like, his views on climate change are not on point. Therefore, he's trash. It's just but that's dickheads like, on Reddit. Those, those people would always... He always got that. I don't think that um, but came it, about more recently. No, he always got that, but it's more prevalent now and it's coming from the areas where he originally rose. So he originally rose from the internet, then he went to the mainstream. The mainstream tried to attack him. Um, you know, he just swept all of that aside. But the thing about the net is like, you know, death by a thousand cuts. I just think that basically the opinion of just like pieces of shit that are just in little Reddit bubbles that just have these dumb views that they just keep regurgitating amongst each other. Enough of those bubbles got pissed off at him. And I really think that public opinion has turned on him. But I'm never going to not think that man's mad. Like it just boils down to this for me. It's just like that man has helped millions of people across the world. First of all, introduce them into self-help has improved their lives. Even though this is sappy, just being like, stopped them from committing suicide. Got like, you know, fixed a lot of relationships that otherwise would have gone down the toilet. Not just like romantic ones, you know, with family and stuff like that. Just by his principles being taught. So what the fuck have you done? He never claimed... Anonymous 68 from some Reddit feed. And he never claims to be an expert in any of those other fields. Exactly. He'll, he'll, um, he'll, talk he'll say about his opinion it. because people are so desperate to hear it because he's seen as a, a deity essentially but he'll always preface it by saying you know i'm not i'm not an expert on this exactly and like i i really hate this thing of people being like well he shouldn't talk about history then because i know this one fact about history that he doesn't but i bet you if you critique their fact on history they'd be fucking wrong yeah <laughs> exactly this is all that we do exactly do like, things we're not experts well you you're an you. expert in politics but I definitely talk about things that I'm not an expert in. Well, so do I. Like, I'm just always clutching at straws. But that's just a fun thing to do. Like, it's not like... I think that if you have to be a very unctuous, dumb person to dismiss someone because they were incorrect about, you know, one thing or whatever. And it's, 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 it's weird that uh, people would think just because someone's developed a large following, they then... There's this insistence that they need to be as precise as possible with everything they say in case uh, some of their followers misinterpret it. We can't be held responsible for our followers misinterpreting something we say. Yeah. So if they want to take everything we say as gospel, even if we say, I'm not an expert on this, that's not... I mean, what more can we do? Exactly. And there's... Like, if you're talking to 50,000 people, that is 50,000 different interpretations of what you said. None of them are interpreting it the same way. Yeah. 
So it's just it's such a stupid game. It's I think that really what happened when it came to Jordan it Peterson was, it was, was jealousy. It was, yeah, he's just too big. Yeah. So he's too much of a target. And especially if you're big in the intellectual world, mm-hmm. if you're big like okay, if you're big like PewDiePie or something like that, you're just more or less just going to get love for you're your entire con- yeah, life. You're not considered a threat. But I've noticed that in the political and intellectual world, you just cut down. Vicious. Anyone, anyone who's prevalent, just vicious. Yeah. They, it, I don't gross. know. It's gross. It is gross. Like, like, they don't do that in other industries. No. I mean, look, dude, I, I do that shit all the time as well. But, like, the thing yeah. is that I'm defending other people as well, where you just see that I think that a lot of people... Well, that you're are playing like, the game. I'm definitely playing the game. But I also think that most of those people that are always just shitting on someone, I, I really hate the hive mind of Reddit. That is, I, I used to think Twitter was the pits of society. Reddit is worse. Okay. Reddit is just an unfunny, unself-aware 4chan of people that are just too normy to get the inverted jokes of 4chan. It's gross. Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> I I'm not on your level of uh, knowledge of the ins and outs of these um, websites. I've never really gotten into Reddit. I've, I've looked at it a few times. I've never just... Uh, I've just never really... Um, felt the urge to or the compulsion to just be on there for a long period of time. I'll read some interesting Office posts jobs people, and, then, I think. and then I get over it. Mm, exactly. It's a, it's a great way to waste time. So I just really recommend people don't. Start it's, a subreddit for this podcast. Do that, do that. I'll do that. I might read it then. I probably won't. Let's start that with this. <laughs> Why read it's trash? You know, 30,000 downvotes. Um, yeah, I, I, look, I, it's it's just... Reddit is the definition of a hive mind. It's That is exactly what it is because they're all just in their little threads. Right. And so they just keep spouting the same That's stupid, true. unchecked opinions. That's over true because when you're in the same thread, you're not going to... Uh, no one's going to disagree with you. Mm. And it's very obvious that in most of those threads, people don't read much. Or the other thing is as well, they have like a really closed opinion on life and that's why they're in that that little bubble. There's no openness to it. But anyway, sorry. The, 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 that's what I think happened when it came to our generation and uh, sure. the, the, the annoying aspect of our generation is it's, yep. I think it's, it's coming from this place of, it's coming from this place of un, unwarranted purity. I think yeah, a lot of people yeah, in our generation yeah. just think they're perfect and everyone else is scum. Yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of it, but that's a real Gen Y thing. That's that's true. I, I agree with you there. I, I hope that as um, Gen Y ages, that life humbles them. I think generally that happens as you get older. You make more mistakes and you mm. start to realize, okay, maybe I'm not so perfect. That's true. It's also a thing of hardship. Yeah. Um, just really uh, uh, briefly, like, I don't want to spend too long on this, but we often use the term corporate to describe, well, in this case, Gen X or people or comedians. What? How do you do Just tell me exactly what you mean when you say corporate. I'm saying, you're right, actually, I should be doing that. When I talk about corporate, really what I'm talking about is just just a vacuous view of the world that is based off of profit. And there's no real values there at all. The, the values that are there are commercial values. They're there because it turns a dollar. So 
the thing that really gets at my goat about gay marriage. I don't care that it was passed. You know, like I, or, you know, I voted yes, but I didn't. I didn't put my put my opinion. Like I don't think I'm a good person because I did that. You know, whereas I think like a, the corporate mentality is like you're a really good person because you voted yes. And why do they want that voted yes? Because the business council came out and said that if that passes, that's five hundred million dollars in you know wedding ceremonies and cakes and all this shit that like gets pumped into the country and on top of that it was also like a thing that a lot of banks could brand themselves around because it was just popular and it doesn't right. actually affect their bottom line right but you don't think that people just also i agree that just a vote is a very uh loose yeah sure yeah. just just voting on a plebiscite is a uh... It's a low bar to see yourself as a good person just by filling in a form <laughs> or posting a Facebook status. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but surely, like, not everyone who voted yes was just thinking in terms of some sort of profit mentality and they also thought, okay, this is inclusive, this is a nice thing to do. No, not everyone was thinking that. I think that the propagators of it were thinking that, but I think that the the average person is pretty valueless and vacuous and stupid, and they just go with whatever is in the zeitgeist at the time. So most people that were posting like, yes, make sure you vote yes, I voted yes, I'm a good person. They don't realise that they're just victims of their circumstance. Like they, The only reason they think gay marriage is good now is because the press and media figures told them that gay marriage is good. But if they grew up in a 50s society, they would not think gay marriage is good. They would think, like, they're saying people that thought it would just be between a man and a woman. And, like, at the end of the day, are you really a good or bad person just because you think, like, the definition of marriage should be between a man and a woman, woman or not? I would, uh, like, I, I can guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people that voted no that are way better people than people that voted yes. Not if like it's th these things are interchangeable, you know. Like there's going to be sure. some people that are very nice that voted yes, and there's going to be some people that are very nice that voted no, and there's going to be absolute cunts that voted yes, and there's going to be absolute cunts that voted no. That's not. That is. It is so unbelievably superficial, and there's yeah. a reason that it's superficial. Like there's a reason that that idea is propagated in society. I told you that that yeah. what happened. I, I was reading a book ages ago about it, and actually it was confirmed when we were talking about. Uh, certain media outlets but the whole SJW thing started it's a distraction well it's not even a distraction it's a deliberate profit motive there they realise that when societal emotions are tense like think about it in COVID right everybody freaked out they went over to supermarkets they bought everything in the fucking supermarket Coles profits skyrocket skyrocket when there is tension in society, when there is like an emotional outrage in society, profits go up. And what? Everywhere? What do you mean? I mean, a lot of businesses would have lost money in this, with COVID and things like that. Like, yeah, Coles and... But that's the whole thing, right? Like, if you can control the the uh, the outburst, if you can make it corporate friendly, you've got the whole thing of like emotions running high... And yeah. you can just profit off it at the same time, okay. right? But so, like, like revolutions and stuff like that, like, the emotions are running high, but the elite usually get their heads cut off. But having a lot of the companies that isn't the saying, you know, go work, if you go work, you go broke. Like, Gillette lost a lot of money after their ad campaign, and um, 
a lot of people would, well, conservative Christians would stop um, going to places that were strongly in favor of gay marriage and things like that. So it actually affected their bottom line in a negative way. But it depends, like what you were saying, there's winners and losers in these things. But if you're a bank and 80% of people, I can't remember what the numbers were, 70% of people want a gay marriage or whatever. Yeah. If you market yourself as, you know, we're gay and Z, you know, like it, it gives off a nice message about that bank to 70% of the population. Now, there might be a bunch of conservative Christians or whatever that are just like, I'm never banking with you again. But there'd be all these other people that'd be like, that's nice. And they'll go into that. Sure. That's I, the branding of it. I, I can see that. Um, one, I would just question that marketing strategy because I think, one, the people in that corporate bubble are also in a bubble and they're generally going to be well off, um, higher educated and most likely in favor of gay marriage. I don't know for sure, but to me, it just, from what I see on uh, Facebook comments and things like that, when companies just change their logo to rainbow colors or whatever, if I'm thinking from a purely profit minded perspective, I wouldn't do it if I was a company because it's just, Sure, it might make a few people think, oh, that's nice. But one, that slightly um, changes their perception of their brand in a positive light. But I think the people who are stridently against gay marriage would, they'd just be like fervently against that brand then. So even if that's a smaller percentage, they the, the extent to which they are then against the, uh, against that particular brand would offset any small incremental um, change in, in the way that like the 70% now see the brand, if you get what I'm saying. As in like they'd be more motivated to leave than people would be more motivated to come in. Yeah. And that's why, and I think that this definitely happened, that go woke, go broke thing, that motto started coming in when this whole, you know, politically correct climate of that emerged around like 2015 or whatever, hmm. That is not the case anymore. And even the most SJW brands there are, like your junkies, they don't talk about that shit anywhere near as much as they used to. That's true. They don't try and moralize on it anymore. And I think it's because after a while, like it was it was a good strategy for a couple of years. And then after a while, people started to smell a rat. Yeah. And so like, yes, now okay, so that didn't happen. But the did, okay, strategy yeah. at the beginning, and I know this from talking to people who worked at these media companies... Sure. And people who worked in advertising, the strategy back then was like, you know, you can make these sort of very corporate friendly, mild cultural revolutions and profit off it. And th th there was a deliberate willing push for it. Like, it's no coincidence that the way that the coalition passed gay marriage was to make a plebiscite out of it. Like, Labor was saying, we just want it passed. Just elect us. But obviously corporate Australia doesn't want a Labor government. They want a Liberal government, but they also want gay marriage. Okay. So they went to Malcolm Turnbull and they said, give us gay marriage. And he said, okay, we'll do a plebiscite there. So we all had to go to the ballots again and vote for that. So during the plebiscite, there was more, uh, there was more of that discussion. It was in the cultural consciousness for a longer time rather than just uh, the House passing it and no one talking about it too much. They wanted it and in the cultural result, consciousness. Because it was in the cultural consciousness corporations could uh exploit it uh, okay yeah i can see i can i can see that from a corporate perspective that would be more advantageous to have a plebiscite versus it just simply passing and i think that 
They did try. Didn't Julia uh, Gillard actually have a conscious vote and it didn't pass? I can't remember, actually. No, Julia Gillard definitely had to say no. I think maybe Kevin Rudd might have been offering it, but I, I really can't remember back then. Okay. But that was because there was just like a... There's a very Catholic element to the Labour Party and they had to appease that, so they just took it off the table at the time. Um, Fair. I think... That's what I mean when I think of Gen X. I just think of this very okay. empty, yeah. vacuous generation that doesn't really stand for anything other than self-advancement and self-interest. I, I really see it in all of those people <laughs> now that I looked up to when I was a kid and now I look at them and I think, you're just an empty... Like, I used to think you were badass when I was 12, but it's like kind of like watching Austin Powers 3 now. It's like, it's this is very tame to what yeah, I used okay. to think was like, oh, can he say that? Right. Now I just think That's that, like, you're just filled with bullshit. Like, I you, never thought of it that way, peddler. but you know what? I can um, kind of see that now. What? What you're saying, that, um, like, even the, 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 like, rappers of the early 2000s were very corporate compared to the rappers of, like, the late 80s and the early 90s. There was a rebelliousness to the 80s and 90s. They were... They were Talking more about the the communal constraints of yeah. their of their culture or whatever. There was I guess. a huge political element to it. There was um, a political element to it, and then it became just like, yeah, drugs, money, very self absorbed, heaps of that shit. Which is good. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. it's entertaining music and entertaining art. But yeah, I guess yeah, there's there's a lack of um any sort of political ethos that comes with it. So, or maybe the political ethos is just a like a neoliberal kind of. Wait, where? In that, in the art of the um, nineties and two thousands. The political art is what? Well, is it just that there's an absence of uh, any um, foundational philosophy, or is it that the philosophy is just a neoliberal, um, whatever you want to call it, like money driven? profit-driven philosophy or is it just that that's an absence of any is that still a philosophy yeah that's definitely a philosophy it's just a very destructive it, it's it's just a very destructive philosophy and it's very very it's it's the same thing over and over like i i swear you know this is the thing that i hate about that that whole i think everybody no, actually, I don't think that everybody hated the SJW movement for this, but the, the reason that I personally hated the SJW movement for it is because I, I could see that it was very money-driven. It was it was because of a lack of substance in everything else, and that's why they were trying to like hang their hat on something, just like that they didn't use words that other people used, and that's why they're a better person. It's just like if you're defining yourself like that, you, you are, even if, even if those words are offensive, who cares? But like if, if that... If you are just defining it on that, you are an empty person at best. And if you're an empty person, you're probably an evil person. And definitely, if your philosophy is just based off of money, that is the truest thing the Bible has ever taught. Yeah. You know? The 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 root of evil is the love of money. It's th- that that yeah. one point is it's so true. If you're not if you're not basing your decisions on anything other than how can I gain the most money out of this situation, yeah. you're always going to choose really evil alternatives. Right. And that's I, I don't know, that's that's what shits me about Gen X. I, 
Yeah, wow, that's passionate. That is... Uh, Sorry, yeah. You really hate Gen X. I really fucking do. Wow. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> oh, my God. And I see... I, you know what I think happened with Gen Y and Gen Z? I think that what happened with us is, A, we kind of grew up in an education system where we understood what climate change was. Uh, that that would that happened because like we it kind of became a thing in the 90s so you like learned a couple of science things on it so it's at least you know when you talk to a, a, an old person and like it just doesn't register in their mind you you explain the concepts of climate change to them and they're just like that's bullshit and they've got nothing to base it off of it's just sure their education when they grew up it, it, none of that shit nothing about the environment was taught taught to them right okay yeah Maybe a little bit in Gen X. Maybe that started happening then, but definitely with our generation, there was some sort of consciousness when it came to it, and it's more prevalent with Gen Z. And I think that that's what's kind of cool about Gen Z and Gen Y. There's like this, the, the, the cooler element of Gen Y, but definitely with Gen Z, that's the cool thing about them. They, they want, they, they all have this sort of like PewDiePie view of the world, of just like, they're all meme lords. They're all meme lords. They, they, they're all out for a laugh. But at the end of the day, I think their heart is in the right place. Like, they say a lot of shocking shit, but mm. they don't mean it. It's all tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And they just, they just understand the mechanisms of joke work a lot better because memes are the only thing, really, that's... It's their language. It's their language, and it's their culture. Yeah. That's pretty much all their culture is now, is memes. Uh-huh. That's they're very their... self-aware culture, aren't they? Because they're constantly yes. exposed to memes. Exposed to memes. <laughs> and comedy. Like, that's their smashing pumpkins. They're all comedians. That's the thing I was saying. Like, The fact that that many want to get on TikTok and just make a video. I mean, no one would have done that. No. Even 10 years ago. No. Anyway. By the way, what, what did you, was this like the topic you wanted to cover in this, um, in this pod? No. But okay. like, who cares? It's I think it's like a very, it's a very interesting point. Like just the going difference through the between generations. generations. Fair. But yeah, that's that's the difference because Gen Y I think is just a mix of Gen Z and Gen X. But then again, like Gen Z, um, would probably their parents would probably be um Gen Xers. And there's rebelliousness to that, because with boomers, their parents would have been. I mean, their kids would have been Gen X and Gen Y. And that, I think that's the other element of it as well, is just that a lot of boomers, there was a... Yeah, there's always the hippie a rebellion. values, the hippiness yeah. of it. And Gen X, there's nothing hippie about them. Yeah, Joe Rogan was talking about that on his on his podcast, saying um, he knew someone who grew up with really hippie parents, and for their rebellion was like becoming an army sergeant yes and being a very yes. disciplined yes um okay, and then also working in the in the corporate world because that was how they rebelled yeah because if you're being um if if your parents are like imposing a set of uh, cultural restrictions on you to the nth degree you are going to rebel from that mm. and it's the same with uh um when i talk about you know indians and asians rebelling against their parents who just have this ridiculous insistence on academic achievement um, when they get into their 20s, they, they go hard on the partying because they're rebelling. Yeah. And that's kind of the culture of Azans. really explains that. Because what is Azan culture? It's basically like dyeing your hair a gross colour and taking heaps of ekis. 
and ga- uh, it's not gabbering anymore, whatever it is. The like dance. Did that really like diff, diff, diff yeah. music. So that's why I think the, the humor of Gen Z is so, uh, is so dark because their parents weren't necessarily Gen Y, but they grew up in a time when um, the restrictions on comedy and joke making and what you could say was, was so tight that their way of rebelling was uh, going against that. Yeah. I mean, you've got, there's a, there's a, there's a deep irony in the fact that these uh, sort of well-to-do liberal white mothers in New York and California have teenage sons that are obsessed with Ben Shapiro. I mean, there's just something really funny about that. Yeah. I I enjoy that fact. Me too. (laughs) I'm really happy about that. And I think that that's, it's a very genius of fossil fuel companies to hone in on that and try and make those kind of based characters online that take up those people. And that's what I hate about the preachiness. You of think like, Ben Shapiro is a creation of the like fossil fuel industry? He indisputably is. Like he, he has gotten a lot of like all of them. They're all coke funded. But do they? But are they uh, creating that character, or is it just oh this guy is um, talking about views that we like, so we'll prop him up a little bit? Or is it like okay, talk about this and we'll give you money? What comes first, Ben Shapiro's views or the um, the corporate views? Hmm. Who influ- so does Ben Shapiro just um, say what he believes and then the corporations say, oh, that aligns with our values, we'll give him some money? Or is it um, the corporations telling Ben Shapiro, hey, say this? I think actually looking into Stephen Crowder, I think that that's what happened to Stephen Crowder. I actually think he's an idiot. But with Ben Shapiro, he's a smart man. He's definitely a smart man. And I think that he genuinely has those vision, those ideas. That's that's his worldview, and okay. it has been propped up. Yeah. Um, he was saying that first, and usually that's usually what happens with these things. Usually when people say, like, oh, this person's paid by this and stuff like that, and, like, I say that shit a lot as well, but there is a reason that they're paid by that person. Yeah. It's because they believe that in the first place. Yeah, that's what so I've always, yeah. That's, that's why. Like, yeah, they're usually propped up because of those reasons. And... I guess just through wear and tear of being online, he understood how to fight the culture war of that time because he was younger than your 80-year-old Republican. So he knew what was going on on campus. And so that's why he started moving through it. And he would have gone to uni with a lot of the um, SJW types. Especially he went, I'm sure he went to some Ivy League. He did, he went to Harvard. Yeah, of course he did. That would be just a centre of that shit. Exactly, so... If you had those uh, views that were even slightly contrary to that, the way that they, um, uh, you know, the 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 puritanical nature of those views is that you can't even if you're just slightly contrary to some of those um, SJW views, you just can't say anything. You're just you're branded like the devil. Yeah. So then there's that. Then another little rebellion occurs in that environment because you think, well, screw this. I'll just say whatever i want and you mm. go so far the other way which is what mm. happened and that's why all of those the only the only character out of that kind of crowd that i think is still sort of culturally relevant i mean it's not like these people don't still have huge audiences and can sell out massive crowds but they're not you know it's just the Vince. same thing as like christopher hitchens or sam harris there was a yeah. point when they were the the center of Yes, attention there's a point when they peak for sure there's a point where they peak it's the same with jordan peterson it's the same with ben shapiro like they're not they're still massive but they're not the center of attention not right now no one who i mean 
for um, our generation who is like the intellectual superstar right now? I really think that the ones that are really closest to the forefront, at least anyway, that, and it, it definitely out of all of that crowd, the one that has remained the most relevant is definitely Tucker Carlson. Really? I think so. Don't you think that everybody kind of... He, he's he's trod a really clever line, he, that one. I guess so, because I've heard even people um, like uh, Secular Talk and um, the Young Turks will say things like, and sometimes Tucker actually gets it right. Mm. So with their audience, he's uh, been able to differentiate himself from, differentiate himself from the um, other typical uh, conservative media commentators. Mm. So yeah, you're right. He probably does tread a little bit of a of a um, unique tightrope there. But he's not th- the same sort of figure as those other guys. He's still, like, he's a he's just like a, a news anchor. You know, he's just not really... Could he go and um, sell out an arena or anything like that? Yeah. Dude. An arena? Dude, he gets, like, four million people watching him a night. You could okay. definitely sell out arenas with that. Yeah, okay. And especially okay. because he's... N- I mean, we know who he is. Yeah. I reckon that he could definitely sell Madison Square Garden if he if he was so inclined. I just think that he just makes so much being on Fox News that what's the point? That's true. Yeah, um, why would you? Why would you bother? Um, I think it's definitely that, but obviously the main centre of attention for our generation is Bernie Sanders. That's the main guy. For a, a, a portion of our generation, but I don't think for um, everyone. But who's bigger? This is the right question. now, yeah, look, yeah. And I think I the know. other thing was that all of those other... Again, like Jordan Peterson, I like him. Ben Shapiro, I don't really like him, but I respect his hustle. Um, yeah. He doesn't... He's not really that... Like, I do legitimately like Tucker Carlson, and it's not necessarily because I believe in them or something like that. I just... I. I like the skill of these people. Sure. I think he's a very skilled man at his job. Of course. But the thing is that all of them, and then, you know, people on the other side, your SJWs, like your Clementine Fords and um, that sort of ilk of comedian that was just like, you can't say that. All of those comedians that are just like, I don't know, Key and peel and that kind of shit. Like, all of their views were very corporate friendly. But... Bernie Sanders was going for, like, the Billy of the Beast. So he's never going to have that same, you know, invited on multiple places and, you know, kind of propped up. He's never going to be propped up. He kind of created, like, a person-oriented movement, Mm. which the other ones are never going to... don't need to do. And just more with the, like, with the uh, atomization of um, our society, there isn't going to be that one pervasive figure that everyone sees as the the guy or the girl because everyone's looking at different media outlets in different cultural circles so the person we see as like the intellectual heavyweight right now in a different circle they would be basically irrelevant whereas that probably wasn't as pronounced um before the internet well that's undeniably true it was just if you are on tv you're automatically viral that was your point. Yeah, you still get that. Oh, it kills me to this day. Every time I'm on TV, on shows that rate 20,000 at most on one of those second channels, 
All my my parents and my family members that are over a certain age text me, oh, I saw you on TV. <gasps> wow, you're making mm. big strides. Well done on being on TV. And it kills me. Mm. It, um, look, I'm glad they're proud of me and everything. But, oh, it just... the The... the the different world that they're living in. It is amazing, isn't it? Oh, it's um, it's unbel- it's unbearable. It's annoying because I'm like, no one watched that. Yeah, <laughs> except you. There's something about the... In- it's not so much anymore. It's, re- it's vastly changed compared to when I started. And I could only hope that in another five, six years, it'll be completely eradicated. But there's a real... um, the, On the, you know, on the ladder of legitimacy the internet is still a few rungs below mainstream media even though mainstream media doesn't get the eyeballs that the internet does now at all but again that's that's a generational thing because to gen z to gen y tv's a joke like you see all these haughty people particularly on the abc but also like on channel 10 and shit like that that are just like <laughs> TV YouTubers and like have all these like you know like you you would take my job in a second wouldn't you but man I can honestly say no 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 I know what you're trying to do you're trying to make yourself feel better about the fact that you have no audience and you're still scared to say your own opinions that's I think fine they, but... they know that though I think in their mind they they do think they're at the pinnacle of media yes that wouldn't surprise me at all. But I think that it's so abundantly obvious in the views of people from Gen Z and Gen Y that they're smashing them. I mean, PewDiePie, when would that have ever fucking happened? ABBA, I guess. ABBA, it happened once. Someone from Sweden is like, dude, like yeah, basically the population of fucking... North Korea and South Korea combined with Taiwan is his population. Is like the people that follow him. My God. And he's from a country of 4 million people. Like even if he was at the the absolute pinnacle of that that country, like it's just, it's a completely different, your audience is global now, you know? So it's, there's no competition there anymore. They, they are just saying it to make themselves feel better. And I do like this about it. It's just the internet, there's a lot of things that are coming in that are very evil about the internet and they are trying to constrict it constantly and it is becoming much more corporate and they are figuring out how to control it. But it is not the same beast as what the old television guards were, where if you said one thing that pissed some executive off, it didn't, it didn't even matter if you were saying political things. It was just like if you were a comedian and you said a joke that like you know Kerry Packer didn't like. That was the end of you. Actually, it did happen in the 90s. Yeah. They made a sketch where they made him out to be a giant lizard or something. Really? Yeah, and then he got really mad. And See, that shit uh, happened. It was the, um, who are those guys? Uh, they were a famous comedy. Um, D-Generation? I think so, yeah. Sounds like up there, Alex. I think. Doug I Anthony think that, All-Stars, Yeah, 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 them, them, them. Doug Anthony All-Stars, yeah. That, well, One they of were those very two. political. One of those two. I respect the craft of them. I think that there was also a thing of like uh, y- you had to have more training and stuff to be on television back then. Mm. That's definitely true. The, the, the talent pool just isn't the same. That's another distinction of it. But 
the internet is just yeah it's more of a discipline and the internet is just filled with endless critique from anyone ever so really after a while bullshit gets sniffed out and i really think that that was another reason why your ben shapiro's and stuff started to wane because after that social justice ideology that was like propped up through corporatism after that started to die you just looked at ben shapiro and you're like what else have you got and he was kind of just like "Mm, i don't know abolish medicare and it was like no (laughs) no one wants to do that okay like after that their reason for existence halts and so that's why in like the internet they'll never always have to be saying they'll never they'll be like you said um there was a peak when like like yeah whenever it was like the early 2000s when the um the Four Horsemen, is that what they're, you know, yes. Dawkins, Hitchens yes. and that, were at their biggest, but they've still never really died out. They've never died out. They've, um... But that's the whole thing, is because I think in the West now, religion's sort of a joke. No one's really religious in our generation anymore. They are, but they're kind of just like Amish people now almost. Like I don't know about that. Look, in our circles, yes, but... The people who are religious, one, they don't necessarily talk about it a lot because they know they're going to be mocked. Paid out. And two, they uh, keep to them their community as much as possible. But, you know, as soon as you leave the um, inner west, there are a lot of religious people. Out. And, and immigrants, on average, a um, lot more religious. The Hispanics in America, very Christian. Muslims, a lot more Christian. Uh, well, they're obviously not Christian. There are a lot more... Um, into their religion uh, than just your average run-of-the-mill Christian. So, uh, look, yes, on average, yes, religion has definitely... uh, And in the media world, I mean, any comedian who thinks um, joking about Christians is edgy, Edgy. like, retire. This isn't 2002 anymore. And it's bullying at this point. It is. I feel slack when they make fun of, like, Christians and Muslims and shit. It's just like... Oh, no, I I think make fun of Muslims because it's, like, so... um, Well, I suppose because there's, like, the SJW element to it. But but even, like, two, three years ago, I think that was when an edgy comedian would have done that. Now, meh. But that's the whole thing. Um, Like, you're paying them out for their cultural aspect. You're not paying them out because it's like, you believe in a man in the sky? You suck. Like, it's so... And it's like the amazing atheist on the net. Like, what the fuck is he now? Like, he gets like 20,000 views a video when he used to get close to a million, when that was the peak. I think, okay, that, yeah. to that audience, that intellectual audience of people that just like like to think that they're intellectual or whatever, of, of that ilk, that's a dead, it's a dead art now. Yeah. There's no uh, point. Uh, like, yeah, like attacking these things doesn't get you anything anymore. Yeah. And then the SJW thing came, and I think that that's exactly what we're talking about now. It's it's the there is no God argument at this point. It's, it's flogging a dead horse. Sure. Yeah, I wonder what the next thing will be. I really hope, and I think that this is just a thing that gradually is happening, and it's very obvious in the voting patterns of our generation, but I think that what is happening is a anti-corporatism vein. I think that that's the thing that, you know, like anyone from Christians to uh, hipsters, uh, like really, if you just talk about those kinds of things, right, where it's just like, do you think that banks should own 50% of the wealth of a nation and pay no tax and put all that tax into like a, a, a computer on the Cayman Islands? 
or do you think that that money should be invested into building trains? Hmm. It Virtually everyone's going to be like, trains. I think that's yeah. where we're going now. I think that's what the Bernie Sanders movement represented. It's like, it's not, it's not there yet, but that is the counterculture at the moment. And that is a good thing because they were able to kill that out after the 70s and after the 60s and 70s. Hmm. That, that died completely in the 80s and 90s. Which goes back to the thing of why I hate Gen X. <laughs> but there, all of it, I just think that everyone's just, as we're always saying, like you are a victim of like your time and circumstances. Yeah. I think that maybe there'll be like a, um, in the same way uh, two or three years ago, the point was often made that being culturally conservative is now uh, being rebellious. I think that is going to continue. Because if you look at the... Um, even just the difference between Gen Y and, and, and Gen Z, the amount of like sexual explicit content they're exposed to, the um, sexual behaviors and norms of uh, that generation, I think eventually the, um, the rebellious people will say, no, I'm just, I'm going to wait till marriage. Yeah. I think that'll actually be a cool thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it already kind of is. Dude, I if think you meet so. someone that's like, I'm just choosing to wait till marriage, I don't drink, you're like, oh, whoa, you're cool. And I think that. How weird is that? Man, dude, even in hipster circles, I swear, like, they're not just going to be like, if you don't take speed, like, they're, they're not going to have that attitude. Yeah. They're actually going to be like, yeah, that's sick. Yeah. All right, well, we better wrap this one up. Um, mm. What will we title that one? Just the difference between generations. Why Gen X sucks. Gen Wars. Gen uh. Wars. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Yeah, well, hope you, hope you enjoyed sucks. that. Give us Thanks a follow. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys.